welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I'm your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. So happy to be back with you guys for another episode. As you can tell, we've got some new music this week. That's because my guests this week are Joe and Crystal Talefi. They are a new contemporary Christian music duo. They make up the band called No Wonder, and I love their music. They reached out to me. Uh, they actually had come across one of my articles that I wrote, and uh, we just kind of got to talking and realized that they needed to be on this podcast. And as you can tell by the conversation, the time length on here, our conversation went for a long time. It might be the longest one on the history of this podcast. And we had such a good time just chatting about life and marriage as a young couple, faith, all sorts of things. And this conversation really has been one of my favorites. So don't get intimidated by the time length that is shown. Please stick around. If, if you got to break it up in a couple of days, listen to it, that's fine. But I really encourage you to stick around for this whole conversation because these guys are awesome. We went you know, talking from their music career, how they got started, how they met. Um, Crystal is a mental health therapist and they want to use their music to help people with mental disabilities. And so I really, really love talking to these guys. I think you will love them as well. You're also gonna love this song called Conquered. It is one of my favorites lately. Take a listen. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with my friends, Joe and Crystal Tylefi of No Wonder. Joe and Crystal, so glad to have you guys on the show. Uh, I thought it was really cool. You reached out. You said that you found one of my articles and uh, <laughs> you just kind of were like, hey, uh, you know, maybe we can make some connections and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I looked at, you know, obviously, uh, I I Googled you guys, checked out your music. I have really enjoyed your music, particularly the song Conquered. Um, I, I've, I've added that to my worship playlist now. So um, you, guys are, you, guys are, you guys are doing something right. I, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a jam. So, um, yeah, so, so glad to have you guys on the show. I guess kind of tell me a little bit about your background. We were talking a little bit before uh, before we recorded. But, um, you know, what, what is your guys' background and you know, how you guys met and how you got into music to kind of what you're doing now. Yeah, awesome. Um, do you want to start? Uh, sure. <laughs> so um, this is it, it, it is a, ends up being a good story for uh, this type of uh, interaction. But we did meet in Bible class uh, at uh, Azusa <laughs> Pacific University. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that plays into the whole uh, uh, CCM slash worship group. Uh, <laughs> narrative pretty well um uh let's see from there i okay well you're skipping ahead so back up a little bit before that so joe bob was both of us have like i like decently musical background so back um like my art so he's a year older than me so my freshman year of college his sophomore year when i discovered him in my bible class and i was like oh he's real cute you know i did the typical (laughs) freshman college girl thing and i went and stalked him online and i saw that he yes of course and he actually he put out music like he had like an album out when he was like 17 and like one of his songs got featured on some short little snippet of disney channel and all the girls on my hall were like oh yeah like he's a singer and i was like whoa he's like 
way cute. Like, he sings. He, like, comes in on his long board, all cool and everything, you know. So he was already doing music stuff before we got together. And then I think we started dating, and it was, like, three years <laughs> in before I found out that she sang uh, at all, which like crazy to me well you know because when your boyfriend he's like oh yeah casual i have an album and one of my songs is on disney channel oh and he was in a boy band for like a quick minute it's super cool okay what you're in a boy band okay he we, was. We, got, we got to revisit that here in a second yes there's <laughs> choreography and everything it's great um yeah and so but i i have had done some music too but it was kind of one of those things where i, I didn't really share much about it because i don't know i was intimidated but um i've always um I've been involved in my church worship ministry for since like junior high. Um, and so that's always been something that I really enjoyed doing. And it's kind of been like my, I feel like while I don't feel like I excel in a lot of things, I'm like, okay, that's kind of like my niche, my area where I can really dive into ministry and kind of do something um, meaningful. So, um, so I've always enjoyed uh, worship music and um, yeah. So then when we, started dating he would he'd write some songs for me and he'd sing for me and then slowly but surely I'd kind of be like oh like I could add something in there and then he's like what the heck like you sing too so um it's it's funny too because it I didn't know how much more of a gifted musician she was than me so like I sitting here thinking like I'm the I'm the music person in this in this uh, little couple we had. Uh, and then she invites me to church one day, her church that she was singing at for the first time, I think. And I went in all excited. And I, I'm sitting there listening and going, uh, where was this <laughs> for for however long we'd been dating up until that point? And, uh, and so, yeah, fast forward to, well, I guess, yeah, it's not to, not to prolong it too much longer, but uh, about six years ago, Crystal took the job as the worship leader uh, at what is now our church, North Hills, um, in Rancho Cucamonga, um, and I am the utility musician that plays whatever uh, we're missing that particular Sunday. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's very good at it, so. I, I just took my first guitar lesson yesterday. Nice. So I'm hoping that maybe one day I can also, you know, write a music, write, write a song for my wife. But yeah, I got a, I got a guitar. It was two Christmases ago. And this is back when I was a teacher. Um, and I really needed something that I could use as like a creative outlet. Cause I was so stressed all the time as a teacher. And yeah. I just, I never had time to learn it. And then we were in the process of moving. And so I knew that the guy that I wanted to take lessons from who um, plays music at our church here, I was like, I'll just wait till I move down to Bowling Green. And so finally was able to just start yesterday. So Fantastic. I don't know that starting, I don't, I don't know that starting guitar lessons at age 30 is the most ideal thing, but I was involved in choir when I was in middle school and high school and I miss being involved in music and I've always wanted to learn. So I don't, hopefully I can, uh, I can pick that up and learn, but yeah, I don't, I don't think my wife and I will be, uh, putting out any christian music anytime you never know be careful be careful about telling crystal that she'll schedule you (laughs) yeah i need some more guitar players (laughs) she'll schedule you on a sunday i do i i can i can uh i i barely know what notes the strings are and i can barely strum on them so give me about five years (laughs) maybe i'll be there so you're on the team you made Uh, it you you made the cut real quick though back to you being in a boy band i gotta hear this story yeah. What is the how, what what was the boy band and 
Also, I think you said that he had a song that was on Disney Channel too. I've I've got to know the details to this. This well, so back in the day, I think I was probably I, I've been in bands my whole life, um, and uh, let's see, I started writing songs. My my dad uh, is very. I don't even know how you passionate, describe. He, 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 excited. <laughs> like he gets an idea and his dad's like, let's run with it. And it's not like, Oh, you know, we'll put 50% into it. It's like 150%. So, yeah. So I had, I had written some songs and we went and recorded them and, and got lucky enough to get placed in a couple different places at, uh, at a time that I was probably what, 17, 18 years old at the time. Um, fast forward to my senior year in college, I got a Facebook message. Um, from a guy who's a good friend now and he he was starting a boy band um and had seen some of the music I had done way back in the day which was uh uh very teen pop Jonas Brothersy type stuff uh and he shot me a message and before I knew it I was learning choreography in uh fashionable clothing which is neither one of those oh, yeah. things is me really not a strong point at all <laughs> uh and so yeah that's uh it was it was an it was interesting it was short-lived but it was an interesting six months of a whirlwind because you know we we had some uh had some backing uh and so we got to do a couple cool things shot a shot a really cool music video and did a couple live shows and uh yeah it was uh it was it was a good time i got to be a groupie it was so great you know Number what, one fan. What is girl. this boy band called? What is this boy band called? Because you know that after we're done here, I've got to go YouTube this. It yeah. was it was called Social Network with two K's. Two K's. Yeah. All right. One yeah, word or two words. With changing the spelling. Two words. Two words. Two words. Yeah. So yeah, YouTube will will say, "Did you mean with the correct spelling?" So you got to click on the other. With the uh, two K's. Yeah. <laughs> I will be sure to put this in the episode notes so that oh, anybody good. listening can also Perfect. find Perfect. Get some more <laughs> views awesome. on that That's YouTube awesome. video. There Sweet. you go. There, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they better be giving you some royalties from whatever. <laughs> I guarantee they are not. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess kind of fast forward, you know, obviously now you guys are making, uh, I don't want to say more meaningful music, but, you know, obviously you could say I'd say that. something you could say that, that has. That's accurate. I, I guess we could say that, you yeah. know. So, so I guess... Um, you know, when did, uh, how long have you guys together been recording music that you're putting out there for the masses to hear, you know, everything that's on Spotify and Apple music and all that, you know, when did you guys start recording and, and kind of putting that all out there? Probably about two years ago is when we first started, uh, man, like three years ago now where we first started, uh, writing stuff and then recording it. Um, we put some stuff out a while ago, uh, the quality wasn't there. Um, we were still very much in infancy stages of just mm-hmm. trying to figure out what, what, what are we doing? Um, you know, from a musical standpoint. Uh, and so more recently in the past six months or so, mm-hmm. um, we started recording again, uh, with a little bit higher of a <laughs> quality recording stuff, uh, and, uh, started putting it out. We put it out, uh, conquered in December, uh, early December. And, uh, that passed a hundred thousand views on YouTube, uh, yeah, yesterday, yesterday, uh, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's about at 40 something on Spotify as of now, which is, which is completely shocking by the way. <laughs> like when we're, when we're sitting here recording music and, and writing stuff, you never think that anybody, well, 
you hope that people will hear it, um, but never to the extent that uh, that has done in the last two months. So it's it's been really exciting, um, and we've got uh, quite a few different things to, that we're working on putting out in in the near future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love that song. I mean, it's like one of those that like I could I I hope you know my church will sing that as a worship song someday because it's like it's just it's very catchy and Crystal, your voice is beautiful on that song. I mean, truly, oh, thank like I you. put it put it played it for my wife and I just I was like man this song is really really good so it's no surprise to me that people <laughs> are you. enjoying your guys' music I mean is there I, I hope that there's some plans for music coming out in the near future because um, I you know I, I I wanted some more music I wanted you know I wanted to keep adding your guy I also wanted to ask you and you can answer the other question first you know when, when do you guys have some music coming out but also I'm curious how you guys got the name for your your, your uh-huh. band I guess if you want to call it your duo I'm, I'm curious no wonder which took me about a day to realize there's like a kind of a double entendre there like oh no wonder then it's like no one it just was i was like it took me a while even as a word person to realize that there was kind of a double meaning there so um i guess you know when when can we expect some new music and then um you know i guess explain your the, the meaning behind the name uh let's do the name first because i feel like the new stuff is more interesting but <laughs> um we were we couldn't figure out a name for the longest time and like uh, we were like do we just are we just joe bob and crystal i tried to give my suggestions of our like celebrity couple name of chris bob and he was like <laughs> not about it because he was like i think my name should come first it should be jostle and i was like that sounds weird i think chris bob is better but we were like i'm not sure how people will receive that that seems <laughs> peculiar um yeah and so it was my sister actually uh, came up with the name um, with that kind of Spelling, wordplay yeah. in mind of, you know, uh, that no wonder is like, oh, no wonder that happened is a, is a common saying. But mm-hmm. then putting uh, to, to no know. wonder, yeah. um, right. you know, being in just being very relatable to what we're doing. Um, and so, yeah, it was it was her that came up with it. Uh, she had texted me like five or six names. Um, and we kind of, you know, just like every idea, you kind of go, eh, 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 oh, wait a minute. We're like, that and one's so, cool. So that was cool. And so, yeah, we've, we've, uh, you know, taken it and run with it. Um, to, to answer the, the new music question, we, we put out a song last week, um, called Dear Anybody, which is very different than, than the Concord song. And right. that's, that's right. kind of, kind of by design, uh, trying to, uh, span as as much of the the genre as we can uh uh, and obviously more stuff will come out that's um different than both of those songs um but the the original idea for the the most recent song dear anybody uh was crystal's idea um (laughs) sort of she had this idea for a song and this is this is kind of interesting she had this idea for a song well do you want to tell them what your idea was well okay so like (laughs) Okay, Joe Bob wrote Dear Anybody like a year ago. And, but before he wrote it, I had told him like, hey, I feel like I have, like I have an idea for a song that I kind of want to make it like something about like to, to anyone or like, I like my idea was like, dear friend, but he was like, friend, like that's lame. Like we can't say dear friend. So he changed it to Dear Anybody. But, um, but my idea was, you know, like I, I want to write a song that, that's essentially kind of like not apologizing, but like wanting to explain to um, 
people like because I have a lot of friends and colleagues and coworkers who um, don't necessarily like associate with a particular religion or like with a faith. And mm -hmm. a lot of them like I, I would talk to them and it's like, oh, they were like burned by the church or they're like, ah, I don't do that sort of thing. Like I've just had a bad experience or, you know, and I was always just so it kind of it kind of bummed me out because I was like, yeah, like humans i mean we we suck like we mess up and yet people yep. <laughs> are missing out on like a relationship with with jesus and with god because of us like because other christians yeah. have basically kind of like dampered their view on jesus and i'm like man like yeah we're sinners and like we're flawed but like jesus is really good and like i just i want people to know that like i, I almost want to be like yo like i know i'm sorry i'm sorry that we screw up but like god is good and like don't let humans skew or flaw your view of jesus so yep that was kind of my idea and <laughs> she had posed it like a letter and i was like that's that's cool like it, it's yeah. kind of like a letter to somebody right uh, or anybody um and then so then i i kind of took that idea Stole uh, it. and a week later came back <laughs> and and showed her a song and she was kind of upset that I had stolen her idea. Uh, and so we sat on it for about a year, like literally oh, a wow. year <laughs> because <laughs> I was being stubborn. I think because when I heard what he wrote, I it wasn't immediately, exactly in line with what she was. Right. I yeah. immediately was like, wait, 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 okay, this isn't yeah. what I wanted to do. This is not, this is not quite where I was going. Why did you take my idea and make it something that wasn't what I had in mind? And so yeah. I, being transparent, I really didn't give it much of a listen. Like when he played it for me, I was like, nah, whatever. That's not what I wanted. Which um, is not what you want when you're showing somebody a brand new song. I know. It's pretty nerve wracking to be like, hey, look at this new cool thing I created. And squash. She's like, no. Nope. <laughs> so, yes. So then, you know, a year goes by and he's like, hey, let me play this song for you again. And I'm like, fine, because I'm in a better I'm in a better place. I'm like, okay, like let me hear your song. And then I listen to it and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like this is a good song. Okay. Um, and so, you know, then I decided to be um more accommodating and flexible and so yeah, we, sorry about the long winded way of saying, yeah, oh, there's no, there's yes. brand new stuff out and I I think our goal is to put out uh, a new uh, single every month provided we can keep up with the recording we're, we're sitting on a couple right now just kind of waiting for um the right time and opportunity but um yeah we've got a schedule that puts us out a couple months and um yeah back back to the question that you originally asked more stuff is <laughs> yeah, coming yeah no i i i love hearing like part of the, the the whole premise behind this show and i kind of explained this to you too is like it's it's about the intersection of creativity and faith and so this provides me the chance to talk to people that are in a number of creative outlets and one of my favorite things that i get to talk to people about is their process through creating whatever it is that they're creating like i for instance like I, i've had uh, recently had a, a wedding photographer on talking about the process uh, the art of shooting wedding photography i've had other musicians i've had uh you know um authors on talking about their writing process so I, I love hearing how songs come to be and the meaning behind them so that's really cool and i think just to get to like the motive behind it i think it's so true that there are people who they look at christians and they don't expect them to be sinners and i and i've 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 heard this from so many people where they like, oh, you're a Christian. Why are you acting like that? And it's like, yes, we are called to act a certain way. We are called to be above reproach. But my response to people that 
are burned by the church. I, I've never had this experience personally, like where I've been felt burned by the church, but my response would be like, look, the fact that people are treating or have treated you that way shows that we are all still sinners and that's why we need Jesus and that's why yeah. we need the church. And so of course, like like any institution, any any group of people, there's going to be people that are horrible. Totally. And it really is unfortunate. And I and I've I actually just uh I don't know if this is going to be published, but I did submit another piece to Relevant today, um, and it was an experience that my church had a couple years ago. We had a split where um, the the executive, the, the the lead pastor, and one of the associate pastors they were fired for. Um, I want to, I guess, to put it succinctly, not necessarily abuse of power, but they were wanting to do certain things that the bylaws and the elders of the church explicitly said was not going to happen. Uh, and so they were fired. And what happened with that was that there were a lot of people that left the church. They felt burned by the church. It's caused a major riff. And that church, the, those pastors that left have now kind of left and created a new church. And there was a lot of people that left and went with them. And the whole point of the article was like, we need to put our faith in Jesus, not in people. Yeah. And I, I wrote this, I published it on my on my own personal website about a year and a half ago when this all went down. Um, but I just kind of felt like this was, I don't know, I just felt like this was something that I needed to kind of edit for everybody and send it out there. So it's kind of the same thing where, you know, there are people that have been burnt by the church and it really sucks and it's unfortunate, but like, you're not going to church for those people. You're going for, you know, and it, the, the problem is that it, it's the people that are representatives, like pastors who have burned people. And right. just like us, I mean, pastors are human, pastors are sinners as well. Right. And it's hard for people to understand that sometimes, but right. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, the, the, any 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 type of content that I think addresses that problem is great because there's so many Christians or, or would-be Christians that run into that issue. And, you know, yeah. unfortunately, some people leave the church because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's and that's, that's who we're aiming at with that one. Yeah. Um, so, Crystal, I did want to talk to you as well um, because— Joe had mentioned to me, I guess, that a lot of what your guys' mission is behind your music is kind of this goal to destigmatize mental health in the church. And I was curious just kind of how like that all plays into what you guys are doing through your music and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, okay. All right. I have a tendency to... And you can talk as long as you need to. Okay. I was just going to say... We don't. Have, I w- this is dangerous for you. We have this We have this running joke where like, I, I, I do this thing where I can take a 15-minute story and turn it into like a 30-minute story. Like, you know... The, she will take 30 minutes to tell you about 15 minutes of her day. Correct. Yeah. So the actual... He did actual, say that if I brought this up that you could talk for a whole hour, so... I can, yes. But I will I will try to... Yeah, I'll try to condense and keep the meaty parts. So, um, okay. No, it's all good. Okay. So, um, yes. Okay. So, so outside of, of music... Um, so I, I'm a therapist and I work at a mental health hospital. So every day I do, um, group therapy with people at a, like at an intensive level of care. So all of these people are coming to program anywhere from three to five days a week for four hours of therapy every single day. So, um, and so with that, um, I, Actually, Joe Bot was funny. He's he's kind of making me try to like blog about this because he's like, this is interesting, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but basically, 
Like group therapy, I work with people who are anywhere from, I mean, I worked with adolescents all the way up to people who are into their like late seventies. We even had some people into their eighties. So um, wide range of people with a wide range of challenges, whatever you want to call it, illnesses, disorders. But, um, but it, it was interesting because, or what I find to be interesting is that on a daily basis, there's a lot of, there's a lot of themes that come up in therapy that people are trying to really get a better grip on with their life. Um, that, you know, just like essential components, uh, qualities that they want to add into their life to try to make their life better because they are struggling in some way or another. Um, and so, you know, like, for example, ones that come up r really frequently that I feel like have a lot of like Jesus-based or faith-based undertones, themes like forgiveness, um, letting go of resentment, um, patience, um, gratitude. Gosh, these are just a couple I'm trying to think of more off the top of my head. But, but basically, like, there are just days when I'm leading groups and topics kind of just come up almost like effortlessly where I'm like, these are really familiar topics, like, and these have a lot of religious, spiritual undertones to them, but we obviously don't label them that way because everybody who's there may not necessarily right. be religious or be a Christian. Um, but I'm just like, wow, like we talk about so many things that Jesus really emphasizes in his teachings in the Bible. And yet, you know, there's this like disconnect between mental health and church. Um, and, you know, for a lot of reasons, I, I, and I understand, you know, we're always kind of like fearful of what we don't know. And we also, I know for Christians, there's, we, we, we always want to put our, our faith first in Jesus. You know, it's the idea when, mm -hmm. if someone were to suggest to you like, oh, well, you know, maybe you should go talk to a counselor or you should seek out help, you know, outside of the church. It's like, oh, well, am I like, am I abandoning my faith? Like, am I not putting my faith in Jesus because I'm seeking out help from, you know, a counselor from like a professional, like, and so, um, like I even noticed, cause I mean, we went to, we went to a private Christian school for, for college and APU is kind of considered like a more like, I don't know, progressive school, I guess, but yeah. there's some, there are some other neighboring colleges that they didn't even have like a psychology major at the school because it's like, no, like that's, that goes against, you know, biblical teaching. Um, that's crazy. Cause my wife got her master's from Liberty, which is a mate, the, the biggest Christian university in the, in the country. So it's crazy. Like I didn't even thought that there would be Christian universities that wouldn't embrace psychology because of that reason. So right. that's interesting. And so, um, yeah. And so I, I think, um, you know, we've been doing this music thing, but I also am more so, I mean, if the music thing takes off epic, like I'm all about it, but my main priority right now in my career is, is really growing as a therapist and working towards getting licensed and all of that. Um, but if, you know, if there's opportunity to be able to like overlap those and merge those and to be able to use music as an, as a pathway to be able to go into churches and right. also talk about, you know, Hey, like all of these things that we talk about in therapy, like this is stuff that Jesus was talking about 2000 years ago. And now, you know, yeah. science is just getting on board with like, Hey, you know, it's great. Like 
forgiving. You know, what's great is, you know, I mean, the fruit of the spirit, like those sorts of topics come up all the time. And of course I'm like sitting there in group and I'm like, yes, like go Jesus. But then I'm like, okay, but like (laughs) I have to maintain, you know, like my, my non-biased, like I'm not going to like preach to everybody because I'm not allowed to. Um, yeah. Right, so yeah, that's yeah. My wife has run into that because she's she works for a private practice and she yeah. can't just be like, "Hey, you should go read the Bible." You know, she can't. You, I mean, she. Oh yeah. Like obviously, her her philosophy is influenced by her Christian faith and yeah. all that. But yeah, it's different because she can't. It's not like if you worked through a church, it's kind of understood that somebody's totally. coming to you for that. But it's different. Like for her, she's working through a private practice, and I don't know. I don't know where you work, but it sounds like it's similar to where you can't just be over the top. Like exactly. Hey, yeah. Follow Jesus. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a hospital. So we have people that come from everywhere and anywhere and it's not a, it's not like a religiously based hospital. So yeah. So we don't really, I mean, we, we definitely talk about spirituality, but it's in a very broad sense and it's like, Hey, whatever your higher power is, but you know, so, um, I feel like I'm getting off topic, but, uh, bring me back to it. So, well, I, I think (laughs) in its, in its essence, our goal combined wise and it it kind of always has been our passion is getting people to be the best version of themselves that they can be um right and a lot of that starts with them working on themselves Mm -hmm. um and if we can use music to reach people that wouldn't have necessarily given that much of a consideration that would be a great conduit to do so um and so that's that's I think kind of the overall mission or goal of what we're doing is is at the end of the day help people figure out what the best version of them can be um, and maybe hopefully provide some practical tools to help do that yeah. um, and if and if music is the platform that can help broaden that idea um, great. And yeah. and right now it 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 is and we're working towards it, mm-hmm. um, but that's that's kind of really the goal um, behind yeah. all of it. Um, so I, I would imagine too. Then you know, as you guys are continuing to write more and more songs, that your lyrics to these songs, I would guess, would probably you know, center around some of these ideas. You know, just because I, I feel like that's a great opportunity. You know, where people you bring them in with the music, but then you can also address some of these more pressing issues through the writing. So I guess, has that been, you mentioned that you got some songs that are coming out, you know, in the near future. I mean, has, has that been part of the process whenever you're considering, you know, what message are we trying to deliver through this song? You know, what, what do we want people to hear and that kind of stuff? I mean, is, are these themes of trying to address these issues part of what you guys are doing in terms of lyrics and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, the Dear Anybody song, I wrote it as a Christian-based, Jesus-based song. I'm not sure what title you would give it. It's not really a worship song. Um, but in in that process of trying to convey this message of Dear Anybody unbeknownst to myself, I left out Jesus and God in most of it. I, I, it, it <laughs> the very last line says, uh, uh, by the grace of God, you're far from hopeless. Yeah. And that's the only time 
we mention God in the whole song. And and so Crystal <laughs> Crystal played it for some of her coworkers at work. And again, in our mind, because we've been thinking about it and processing it as much as we have, um, it it is very much a uh, Christian song. Um, but it's it's morphed into I guess the not entire not perceived as such. Which like I, yeah, which I guess is not it's not a, a bad thing because so yeah I mean like all, none of my coworkers are particularly religious and so but they had heard they're like oh you're doing music and they're like let's hear it and I was like okay I'm just gonna warn I'm not warning but just prefacing like it's Jesus music and they were like oh <laughs> okay and so you know I played it and they were just like oh wow like this is really cool and you know I and and I mean my hope at least hopefully they were being honest with me you know it, it was it, my hope was that this song is powerful but still like gentle in its approach because the last thing I want is for people to feel like um you know we're trying to like shove something down your throat you know like we don't want to push this it's like hey like it's posed as a question and if we know anything like when you when you present something with a question rather than like a command or a declarative statement people typically receive it better because it's oh okay this isn't an attack it's not like you're forcing something on me like you know it's just like the opening kind of or the whole chorus is like do you know that do you know that these things to be true do you know that you are loved do you know that you're called to heal and so um you know it was just it was cool to see that you know my my non-christian coworkers were like yeah like I can I I, I like this. Like, this is a, a really neat song. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, but it was funny because Joe Bob was trying to add it onto different playlists on Spotify. And he was like, <laughs> what the heck? He was like, we're getting denied from all these Christian playlists because they're telling me our song isn't Jesus-y enough. And he's like, this is a super Jesus song. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, you literally never say the word Jesus. Like, you say God like one time and that's it. And so I said, you know, if anything, I was like, you need to start looking up like genres that are more about like inspirational or like uplifting. And he was like, Oh, (laughs) so, you know, so So you're the brains behind this whole operation then clearly. Obviously. (laughs) Yes. Um, yeah. So I, what was the question? The, it was, <laughs> yeah, so so essentially, yeah, the the, the lyrics, lyrics are, yeah. are as best <laughs> we can trying to trying to stay in that same vein of mm-hmm. the whole broader scope, um, and you know whether we do a good job of that remains to be seen, but um, yeah, that's that's the hope. And I would add that's on awesome. to that too, just to you know, I'll toot his horn a little bit. So Joe Bob has this thing about lazy lyrics. He does not like songs with lazy lyrics in them. Like he's he's a big like John Mayer fan, and I don't know about other people, but like I love John Mayer songs. But sometimes I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what is we're dancing in a burning like what is a dance? What's a burning room? Like, what is he talking about? You know, it's, it's all like metaphors, man. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> metaphorical. And so Joe Bob is. That's like, a former English teacher. I love that kind of lyric r- lyric writing, though. Yes. Yeah. So I get carried away with it sometimes. Yes. So there, yeah, yeah, there's times the first time he showed me dear anybody, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, this is so (laughs) metaphorical. I don't know what you're trying to say. So, um, so the reason why I say that is, you know, he, he, he's a very talented, um, lyricist, but, um, some of the songs that we're going to be, that are going to be coming out, um, kind of have some, they're, they're not so straightforward. Like there is a little bit of 
poetry behind it. And so, which I also think is, is really neat because again, it's a, you know, you kind of have to think about it a little bit, but then also it's not so directed in your face of like, right. Jesus loves you. Like take him as your savior, you know? <laughs> so at least that's Yeah, we hope. were, uh, I, I normally always listen to Spotify or a podcast or something. Like I, I rarely ever, if ever listen to the radio, um, yeah. but we live like less than five minutes from our house and to are from our church. Obviously we live in our house. We live five minutes from our house. Yeah. Right. No, we, we live like five minutes from our church, not even five minutes. And, um, like I didn't plug in, I didn't, I didn't turn Spotify on and I just had the Christian radio station on. And I, I was joking with my wife because like the song that was on and I've heard other songs like this, but it's like, it seems like every single song that I hear on like Christian pop radio is always talking about like, like climbing the mountains and slaying the, like, uh, like defeating the lions. Like all, it's like always like the same, like easy themed lyrics. And so I was just joking. I was like, why are all these songs? It's like, why do they all sound the same? It's always like, it's like beating the lions. Like it always is like the same images. So I appreciate the fact that you're going a lot deeper with your lyric writing because I get so tired of hearing the same thing. Like, and it's, it's like that in, in pop music too. Yeah. Where it's just the same stuff. So yeah, I have a, I have some friends that uh, back home that they're actually um, Christian rappers. Nice. And and it, they, you know, there's a stigma, I think, to Christian hip-hop music that it can be really hokey. I mean, obviously, I think that that has changed with guys like Lecrae um, and oh, yeah. know, other, yeah. other Christian rappers that, like, their music is really good. And there, I mean, there's, it sounds like what you would consider to be like popular rap and, and yeah. their lyrics are like super deep because they're talking about real stuff. Right. And I'm like, it's not just like, you know, hokey. I don't know. Like I've heard some Christian rap where it's like, man, that's really kind of cringy. But so I, I, from that perspective, I guess what I'm getting at is I, I appreciate the deeper lyrics. I appreciate the, uh, more than just like, I guess whenever you're trying to attract and draw people in on like a Christian pop radio station. Do you want them to easily understand it? But, right. You know, I, I don't know. I appreciate the people that go deeper. Like Ben Rector is one of my favorite musicians. Love him. Uh, we see, I don't even, I can't even count how many times actually. So, uh, I, people will be hearing this after it's already came out, but I interviewed, uh, this guy named Jordan Connor, who he is a photographer that oh, shoots yeah. concert. He shoots photos at like, Ben Rector's, Drew Holcomb, Phil Wick, like pretty much. I, I was yeah. I was like, dude, my entire Spotify playlist. You have shot photos for their concerts, so it was cool to kind of live vicariously through him about, um, you know, what those guys are like. As a side note, yeah, they're just like really. You know, obviously, sounds like they're like really cool, like genuine yeah. dudes. But I love, you know, I love music like that where it's just like genuine, deep, meaningful lyrics. So, so far, I mean, the music that you guys have put out, I felt has been like that. So, I mean, like truly, like I. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't say that lightly. Like I genuinely, like, I feel like the lyrics are, are really good. And I, I, I'm the type of person that, that listens and pays attention to what the lyrics actually are. I don't just, you know, gloss over. Like if, if I hear a song and it's like, man, they've repeated that same line like five or six times. <laughs> that's really dumb. You know, I, there are some songs that are like that, but yeah, I, I, long story short, I love the fact that you guys are putting a lot more effort into your lyrics. I think that's really cool. Thank Trying. you. Yes. That's a, are you familiar with the Ben Rector song? The uh, what's what was it? Drive. The Ben who drove. Oh, which one? Oh, the last one. The fa- yeah, oh. the upbeat. Like super, yeah, the the. To the ocean. But there's a there's a oh, line yeah. in it oh, where yeah. he's like 
talking about not going Maybe to Anaheim. Not Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so yeah, we keep we, an open mind. Yeah. We we, yeah. we were we saw him in Anaheim the first time he had played that song in Anaheim and it was just kind of funny. Yeah. There's no real That's punchline awesome. to that. It's just it was it was funny <laughs> because you know he like apologized. going around the entire country saying maybe not Anaheim and now you're in Anaheim. What? <laughs> so. Yeah, that's hilarious. I, I, if you guys ever get, the, I mean, we're we're fortunate that we live so close to Nashville. Yeah. yeah, we we pretty much only go to concerts in Nashville because so cool. I feel like, first of all, so many of our favorite artists live there. Yeah, which I think is a really cool thing to see them. It's not I mean, for most of them. It's not their hometown, but like. It's their town, you know, it's their city that they live in now. But we have gone to, I can't even count how many concerts at the Ryman, which is Uh, just if you ever get a chance to go to Nashville and go to a concert at the Ryman, I don't care who it is. It is truly awesome. Like we, uh, a couple years ago, I got tickets pretty close to the stage for Drew Holcomb. That was awesome. The first concert that my wife and I ever went to, this was like three days after meeting her. Um, uh-huh. She was like, hey, I really like Ben Rector. And I was like, I really like Ben Rector. And I looked it up and it was like, this was like in July and he wasn't playing until like October. Um, but I was like, I'm going to go ahead and buy these tickets. I feel like this is going to work out with me and her. Yeah. And so <laughs> bought the tickets and it was like Judah and the Lion opened for Ben Rector. And I was like, this is like every, nice. every band that I have seen that has opened for Ben Rector has been really, really good. Like Steve Mokler, uh, the band Camino. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're really good too. Um, but yeah, if you guys are ever in Nashville, one, let me know so my wife and I can come down, we can hang out. But <laughs> yeah. then two, make sure you guys go to a concert at the Ryman. Um, or if it's a summer show, they have an amphitheater there called Ascend Amphitheater, which is awesome. We, we actually, one year my wife and I got, um, I'm going to give myself the credit. I purchased meet and greet tickets so that we can meet Ben yeah. Rector at this oh. concert. And then we got, we were like in the pit. So we were like, like right in front of the stage. And so it I was awesome. It. Like he's just a super genuine dude. Like that's what really, we always really say. Really nice. like, he just seems like he'd be so nice to just like hang out with. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was asking this photographer. I was like, you know, tell me like, are, are these guys really how they seem on stage? He's like, absolutely. Like they're just really cool, like down to earth yeah. genuine people. And I'm like, that makes me like them as artists so much more. Because right. you, you, there's, I'm sure there are some artists that they put on a show and then they're just jerks when they're off stage. And I just, it seems like, you know, the, the artists that my wife and I like are, are pretty much all cool people. So that's funny. You got to see him in Anaheim. That's hilarious. So who, who are, who else are, who are some of your guys' music influences? Like who do you guys kind of model yourselves after? Shoot. I would uh, hope Johnny Swim, you know, as another husband and wife. Love duo. them. Oh, they're so perfect. They're just... <laughs> We yeah. We're actually going. My, my wife and I are going to see. They are coming. So Evansville, Indiana, is where I used to live, and they are playing a show there with Lauren Daigle, and so we're going to that show. We're seeing them in April in San Diego. So yeah, the same tour probably. Then I guess yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I think ours is March sometime in March. I, I can't remember. I think it's sometime in March that we're going. Yeah, it's like the second weekend of March that we're going. So yeah, that's awesome. Same tour. We'll see the same show. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Musical. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like musical influences and artists that I'm just like obsessed with maybe are a little different, but like, I mean, those are my go-to people like Lauren Daigle. I'm, oh my gosh. She just, she blows my mind. She's so, she's just incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Johnny Swim, um, Ben Rector, 
Um, who else do we listen to? We like Ed Sheeran. Joe Bob's got one of those oh, yeah. loopers. So, you know, the, you get the guitar and you got the looper. And if we've only got like a one man yep. band at church, like we're covered. Um, um, <laughs> we, we have very different music listening uh, approaches. Crystal likes listening to a lot of music over, you know, a short period of time. I I am the type of person that will find one album and listen to that and only that for a week. It drives her crazy. I'm kind of that way too, yeah. And and that's and and that's how I mean that's like I'll hear a song on an album and go, "Okay, I want one of those." Not that yeah. not that we're stealing anybody's songs, but like I like the feel of this. I mm-hmm. like how this, you know, fits. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's that's kind of that's how uh in terms of musical inspiration I I get that um but uh yeah it, it, it's interesting I I have the opposite of musical ADHD and she has oh all of it like one song I'll tell you his song right now is Never Really Over by Katy Perry we listen to that song every day every day we, the song's never really over then because it's never really it so over and not. he's like it's just so catchy he's like the lyrics of the chorus it's like, just impressive how did she do that how <laughs> catchy the song is it's not even that i like really like the song it's just from a writing and production standpoint i'm like wow this is unbelievably well done for what it is it's like it's like watching a sport that you're not necessarily a huge fan of but you know that the person is like really really good like i'm not into like super into gymnastics but it's it's awesome to see how good simone biles is at right. what she does so like that's yeah. that's yeah. that's the same name that i like that katie perry song yes that's a good example uh, yeah um and then i, would I say, did like, see i did see katie perry real quick i did see <gasps> katie perry live in concert what? With, it was it was with an ex-girlfriend like several years ago i will say very good show i bet like, i bet it is it was actually it was actually entertaining. I mean, I'm not a huge Katy Perry fan, but like from a production standpoint, like it was an entertaining show. And I was like, like that's a lot of work to put on a show like this. Oh yeah. Like, respect. Not like, I'm not going to, I probably wasn't, I probably didn't go home and like jam out to Katy Perry, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was a, that was a, that was a fun like experience that I had. Oh, yeah. that night, so. mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like you get like a new appreciation for someone too, when you see them live, like, Oh yeah, no, I'm the same. Yeah, like we saw Zach Brown being live. We, my wife and I, pretty much go to a lot of concerts. That's I was like gonna say, yeah, hobbies. you guys have seen a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. We, that's like one of our main hobbies that we do because, like, I, I'm a, I'm really big into sports. I play tennis. Um, I coach tennis, and so I'm a huge baseball fan. My wife is not really that into sports, and so music is like the one thing that we really can bond over and so the good thing is like we have very similar music tastes and so yeah um, you know like like i think like she just sent me something the other day uh there's a festival in chattanooga tennessee which is about four and a half hours from us it's called the moon river festival and it's a festival that that drew holcomb and his wife started and i think ben rector is going to be there uh there's a group called the national parks i don't know if you guys listen to them but they're pretty good too um, I can't even remember, but it was like a bunch of our favorite artists that are going to be at this festival. And it's like sometime in September. And I was like, okay, we're definitely going to that. So, so cool. yeah, we love going to concerts. Like we, it's like, if, if I go a long time without going to a concert, I really start to get the itch to go to one. Like we went to the last three years we've gone down to, there's a, there's a symphony theater in Nashville. It's called the Skirmerhorn Symphony Theater. And it's a really nice, um, you know, beautiful, uh, orchestra type, type of theater. 
and we saw two years ago we saw Johnny Swim play a, a Christmas show there because we got married like two days before Christmas, so we always try Aww. to go and uh, take like a take a you know anniversary. Her birthday's in December too, so we kind of make a whole you know trip out of it. But we go nice. There, it's either it's either Johnny Swim or Drew and Ellie Holcomb that play a Christmas show. And so that at this theater, so the last three years we've gone to a Christmas show there, which has been really nice. I think that's the last concert that we've been to. So I thankfully, the Lauren Daigle's coming up, coming up soon. Yeah, I I think we also saw the Johnny Swim Christmas show in L.A. They did it. Would they that this year? Or last no, year? that was last year. They played with uh, Gunger. Yeah. So uh, the Michael Gunger band. So yeah, I like it. Colby Calais showed up at ours as a, as oh, a don't as even get surprised. Oh guest. my god. Nope. <laughs> That's I can't probably tell you. the best thing. I think that's the best thing about going to a concert in Nashville is that because so many musicians live there. Yeah. Like for instance, the Drew Holcomb show that I was talking about. Whenever we sat on the ground, he brought Ben Rector out as a special guest. Of course. And so I'm just like, like you go to a concert and you're like, you never know who who the special guest might be, and that honestly adds like a whole layer of excitement because you're just kind of like, who's this gonna awesome? be and there? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I saw, uh, I, I saw Jimmy Eat World and Third Eye Blind in Nashville last summer. And they brought Cassidy Pope, who's like a country artist, up on stage to sing a yeah. song. And so it's like, you just never know who's going to show up. Like, <laughs> I love it. The lead singer of Third Eye Blind was like, I think Cassidy Pope is in the stands. She's going to come up and sing a song. And I'm like, this is casual. Like, just bring it up other artists. This is hilarious. <laughs> Great. I love it. Yeah, I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, that's fantastic. What do you guys do for fun as a couple? Um, well, oh, we geez. have two cats. We do have two cats. We have, um, two, we have two cats. I'm surprised they're not scratching at the door here. Ours, ours were, are. yeah, ours were, <laughs> ours were making noise. I was like, oh God, like they have this little crunchy bag that they were playing we on. We have but. a kitten that will not shut up. So my wife is actually like sequestering him so that he's not being <laughs> annoying. Cause he is like, we got, she, he was a Christmas gift to me and he Aww. like just sweetest thing, but my goodness, that cat does not shut up. So yeah. yeah. Very vocal. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, we have our two cats and um, honestly, they're a lot of fun. Like I was telling my mom on the way to work this morning, I was like, mom, we've had, I mean, we got them uh, last August. They were foster fails. So I, in, I guess for fun, I, you could say I volunteer at our animal shelter. So I foster kittens. And so um, our cats, Chad and Moo uh, were fosters. <laughs> and so we had Chad, Moo and Todd. And then um, very, uh, very California names there. Well, yeah, and then I like Moo looks like a cow. Yeah, so I like she, people named. We were at the Humane Society the other day, and there was a guy that had a cat named Carl and another one named Sassy. So yes, Carl and Chad Sassy. And Moo is not as weird as it could be. I love it. Yeah, like one normal pet name, and then one you're like, that okay, Carl. Um, yeah. So so they were our foster fails. So we had every intention to give them back to the shelter, but then we didn't. But really. we didn't, and we broke our marriage vow that we were going to wait one year before we got cats. But we we made it six months. So I feel like. That's that's okay. If you're gonna break any vow, like it could probably be that so one. So y'all, wait, y'all are new, basically newlyweds. Then y'all, how long have y'all been married? Um, we will be celebrating two years on March 10th. Which is, which, yeah, which is, well, yeah, interesting. In in just as you have friends from all over the place, is uh, when you're approaching 30, uh, that's not that long at all. But out here, we're like our only married friend. Well, not only, but. A lot of our friends are not, not really married. not there yet, and not really yeah. planning close, on being uh, there, which is fine. It's, fine. it's just it's just interesting, different. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Yeah, <laughs> here in the south, if you're approaching thirty, like I am, and you don't have two kids already, you're oh no, yeah. So like, yeah. my wife is only twenty six, so like we don't really like she just she just graduated with her master's in August, and like yeah, she's like we want to like. 
we and we dated long distance really until we got married and so mm-hmm. like we're like we want to have a little bit of time to ourselves yeah yep. do there's, some like, fun stuff here it's like people get married people here in the south they get married like real early they have kids real early and so we uh thankfully like we, we we're in a small group now at church where i think it's all like young couples that have no kids which cool we were we tried to we tried to get into small groups at our other churches back in indiana and the first one it was a young married couple small group and i was the oldest person i was like 28 at the oh time. my god and then we got in so then we moved to a different which is we ended up going to my home church and got into a small group and then we were the youngest ones and everybody was older with like multiple kids. And we were like, there's got to be something in the middle where there's yes. like young adults that are married right. with no kids. And thankfully, yeah, thankfully now we have found that. So, Good. Yeah. You found your we, niche. Uh, we aged yeah. out of the young adult group that we were going to. Yeah, we got too we were, old. We were too old now. They were like, if you're over 25, you're no longer a young adult. I'm like, what are we? So then they had this like new group called like Young Professionals. And, and you're everybody like. Everybody was 40. And you're like, you know. Which is, it's fine. Just, yeah. you know. But yes, but to answer your question, what do we do for fun um, besides just hanging out with our cats? Um, You know, we've got, we're pretty routine people. We we like like to do a lot of the same things. So we have a yogurt land that's not too far from our house. (laughs) We enjoy walking to yogurt land. Um, We enjoy fun things that you do. Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you guys have yogurt lands out there? I've never heard of yogurt land. Whoa. No way. Okay. Frozen yogurt. Do you guys have frozen yogurt places? We have frozen yogurt, yeah. Self-serve, froyo, okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a big deal. We have like, well, like orange leaf, and then there's like a local place here in town okay. called Stacks. It's like the same thing. But Got yeah. it, yeah. Froyo's a big deal out here, at least I guess in our lives. So we go to Yogurtland, and then there's a Target near the Yogurtland. So we do like Target runs, Yogurtland trip. Mm-hmm. And then if we're really feeling adventurous, we take a trip over to the 99 cent store, and we stock up on all of their blueberries. <laughs> so this, I, I can't tell you how, how much this sounds like. A weekend that my wife and I would have like we, we she she's doing something right now it's called the contentment challenge have you all ever heard of this it's like a so it's like you go you go like three months without spending any money on unnecessary things okay so like she's this is the second time she's done this because like it, it's it, it's trying to train yourself to uh obviously be content with what you have so like right. for her that means like absolutely cannot go into target otherwise she would spend a lot of money so we have not been to target since i guess this she started this in january wow um, i commend her yeah wow yeah this is she did this um very early on like a few months after we started dating and she blogged about it and then she just felt compelled to do it again because she realized you know that she was spending so much on stuff and like her identity was in the things that she was buying and it's really cool. like like I don't know that I could do this like I I don't really buy a lot for myself as it is but like I don't know that I could go that long without spending things like she like like she paid you know for the groceries and other things that we need but like she's been really good about like not just buying clothes because she wants right. new clothes, all that kind of stuff. So, but typically, like what you're describing is like a weekend that we would have, like where we just kind of aimlessly drive around, somehow end up at Target, you know, go to the dollar section at Target, all of that kind of stuff. You let Target tell you what you want, not you don't go there for something that you need. You walk into Target <laughs> and then just true. let Target tell you what you're gonna buy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one mm-hmm. of one of the uh, so that's that's like a normal date routine thing. However, Crystal. Games. What? Oh, no, never mind. I, we like board games too. Okay, but yeah. that's that's just that's like a normal thing. That's oh. not inter- It's not that it's not interesting. It's just we're leaving out a big thing. Anywhere we go, 
Crystal loves cemeteries. Oh. It is... What? Yeah, it, it, that's my oh. reaction. The okay. Oh. What do you what do you do at cemeteries? You look do at you, them. You, you, you just be there, <laughs> I so guess. They're so cool and old. So everywhere we we went to, let's see, a couple months ago we were in Miami. We went to the Miami City Cemetery. Uh we let's see, we were in Vancouver, no, Victoria, Canada, and we walked like 3 miles to their cemetery. Now just if I'm being honest, they are kind of cool. Like They're it's kind beautiful. of cool seeing the old, the old parts. I like old stuff. We, so yeah, for fun, we, we tour cemeteries in. When we travel, anytime we go somewhere, it's like it, like we're gonna go see. That places. is a new one. I cannot say that I've ever talked to anybody that does that. Well, you know, it's interesting because anywhere you, I just I don't know. I like seeing the way people lay their loved ones. To, that sounds so morbid. Um, you know, like, the, because depending on where you go, cemeteries look really different. Like, um, yeah, yeah. You, you know, so like when uh, the East Coast is a lot older than what, places in the West Coast. So their cemeteries, they have like more mausoleums and they have those really old school tombstones. And like, I just like looking at... I don't know, like how long people lived and what people write. And I, it's just, it's neat. And um, when we were in New York, they have beautiful, beautiful old cemeteries in New York. Um, and and so I, <laughs> we live um, in a city that's kind of old, but there's the city of Pomona is not too far from us. And Pomona is very old. And I stumbled upon this like what's the historical society of Pomona and there's because okay here's the thing like where you live there's probably a lot of like really old historical homes and there's like old mansions and stuff yeah like you drive down the street especially like Civil War stuff here yeah in the south we don't have you know we don't have that like you know it's like oh this was built in 1912 and we're like oh it's old you know it's like it's maybe you know it's about 100 110 years old it's not that exciting but so I found the historic society of Pomona and there's this like town that used to be where Pomona is called Spadra and off of the freeway is a is a cemetery that's still there from the 1800s like that's old and that's so cool and then there's this one mansion that this like big rich railroad guy built that's just in Pomona next to like a bunch of um, like industrial buildings. And so I was like, that's so cool. And I go on the website and they're like, you can do tours. And I was so like, in January, she scheduled a tour for April because that's how wow. far out and excited she is to go look at a cemetery. And an old man. The house we lived in in Indiana was built in 1862, <gasps> I think. Whoa. It was a historic manor home. It is a big, huge. Like we lived in the top floor of it. It was we lived in an apartment on the top floor of it. It was built in the 1860s. So what's funny is that you're saying all this is old. And my wife, who studied abroad in Austria, talks about yeah. how truly old things are in Europe yes. and how we think things are old here. And it's like that would be so new in Europe. So it's funny, right? like our perception of what is old versus what really is old. Yes. 
Yes. So that doesn't like fill up a lot of our time, but it is things that I've like penciled on the calendar to be like, we're going to go tour the mansion and the old cemetery on April 3rd. And I'm really excited about it. We have a calendar with all of our things, including gift cards. You know how you get just way too many gift cards at Christmas? We have to like schedule them out to spend them. So like, all right, we're going to go to Chili's on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) It's kind of fun though. It's like plan. It's like scheduled date nights. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. We always go out every Friday night and this, uh, this is going to come out after the fact, but uh, we're recording this just before Valentine's Day. And uh, my wife and I get to go. There's a place here. It's like a wedding venue, but they're hosting like a 1920s themed Valentine's Day party. Fun. And and so when I was a teacher, my absolute favorite book to teach was The Great Gatsby. Like absolute yes. favorite. So I am excited. Like I, I don't, I don't really have like a super 20s outfit. I'm probably honestly going to wear my... I guess people that are listening to this now, they'll know what I wore. I'll probably post a picture. They can go look and tell me if they like my outfit or not. <laughs> but probably going to end up wearing my, my wedding outfit because I had like suspenders and like yeah. always get a bow tie rather than like, you know, regular tie. But I am going to get my hair cut that day and I'm going to take a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio from The Great Gatsby and be like, this yes. is how I want my hair. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love like that era, of stuff, especially the 20s, which yeah. you know, is still relatively new historically speaking. But right. in terms of America, like definitely like... At least in our context, it feels like it's older. But yeah, it was cool to live in this historic house in Indiana because it was like in downtown, like in the historic area. And just I was just thinking like every time I'd walk up the steps, I'm like, how many people have walked in this house? Like that's crazy to think. It was crazy for me. I'm like, I'm here in like 2019 walking in this house. Somebody was in this house in 1862. That's like That's crazy to me. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody was, somebody was living in here, did not know that 150 years later that I would be in here. Like, that's just, right. time is weird. It is weird. <laughs> it is, really it weird. is weird. It's so weird. Okay, I have to ask, though, did you ever experience anything, like, paranormal or, like, weird in your old house or no? Did you feel totally okay. safe? Like, Okay, so this is uh, this is a true story. Um, before we moved into this house, so there's a magazine in my old hometown, it's called Evansville Living. You anybody can anybody can Google this. Type in Evansville Living Manor House. Okay, there was an article. They did a whole section around Halloween that year about houses in Evansville, Indiana, that were haunted. Oh, so not only was this house allegedly haunted, but our specific unit that we were moving into was the haunted part of this house. No. <laughs> so what they and now the, the story goes on to say that the the spirit in this house was apparently a friendly spirit so apparently when this house was built it was originally a two-story house mm-hmm. it became a three-story house so our apartment was basically like the entire uh the entire third floor of this house so it was like yeah. a 2,000 square foot apartment like big ceilings all this kind of stuff yeah so we had two bedrooms in this apartment both of which had bay windows and like a nice ledge that you could sit on and like our cat always sat on it and loved you know taking in the sunlight and all that yeah so this article says that the spirit would hang out near the bay windows like i truly like people can google this article i may yeah. even put the article in the show notes people can read it like we're googling it now I'm, I'm on evansville living right now <laughs> yeah so uh this how i mean 
specifically my and so like whenever i first moved into this house we were not married yet and so emily was still living in kentucky so for like two months i was living in this house by myself and so when i'm walking up the step now so i'm gonna I'm, this is a kind of a long-winded way of telling this but like apparently like uh the woman who haunts the house was the husband or the, the was the wife of the of the guy who owned the house and apparently was upset that when they added on the third story that it changed the architectural structure Got it. of the house but this guy like apparently fell down the steps and oh, died no. and so i'm walking up these steps and i'm like some dude died on these steps. Like, yeah. what? And so it's like pitch black. And I'm like, as soon as I get out there, I'm like, th- turn the lights on like as quick as I can because I'm like freaking yeah. out. And so I, there were, I, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there were a couple nights when I, like, whenever this, first, whenever I first moved in where I was like, kind of like this, this is an old enough house that this yeah. really kind of creeps me out. So then there was one time that we were, Emily and I were just sitting on the couch. Like, I was like working on my computer. She was reading or working on her computer, doing something. So like, it, our couch was up against the wall and then the other wall was like 15, 20 feet away from us. And on that wall was a very old fireplace. It's not in use anymore, but there's a glass covering that covers the fireplace. Uh And out of nowhere, we just hear this boom and this diagonal uh, crack goes straight through the glass. Oh no. Oh. And I, and I, and I looked at her and I was like, what? And she, and, and so I'm like freaking out, and like our cat wasn't near it. Like nothing, like literally nothing was going on. Like dead yeah. silent. I just go, and I was like, "What in the world?" And like my only, the only other explanation that I have is that at that time there was this like festival going on at the river, which was a few blocks up from us, where there were all these planes that were flying around. And so I, I called our landlord right away, and I was like, "Hey, like you got to know that this just happened in our house." Yeah. And like th- this woman was like, she was a weirdo, but like she was <laughs> like, "Well, I think it was the 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 sonic boom from the planes that caused it." I'm like, I don't think that that makes sense physically. <laughs> I'm gonna right. go with the ghost. <laughs> and so uh, like, I was like, legit- so I don't know if it was haunted or not, but that experience legitimately happened that crack is still in the glass to this day from the day we moved out i can't explain it other than the fact that it was nobody else was touching it that and then also i don't know if cats do this but like my cat would randomly just look up at the light and just start meowing and i was like what are you doing no that's weird that is weird so so yeah truly like that house legitimately might have been uh might have been haunted i might have lived with a ghost for two years at least it was a friendly ghost right Probably did. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. My wife is still here. No, nobody was harmed, but uh, good. <laughs> definitely, like there, there's also a really old historic library in Evansville that oh, they it. set up. They set up. Uh, it's called Will. Will can't even say it. Willard Library. It's a very historic library. They have a camera where you can apparently watch what they call the old gray lady. Like you can. Ew. You're apparently allowed to. See, you're apparently supposed to be able to sometimes see this ghost that lives in this library so wow so if you're interested and maybe uh yeah you could you could check those out and <laughs> see, yeah i'm gonna put evansville next on our list yeah it, for yeah someone, for someone who likes old decrepit things uh she tends to be somewhat of a chicken when it comes to uh, going on haunted tours or watching scary movies yeah i uh, won't go to yeah, sleep I don't like until scary movies. I, no. I don't like scary I, movies but i know better to not watch them she in my heart i'm brave i'm so brave i watch the movies 
then keeps. I me watched up. the movie Sinister, and it was the absolute oh, no. worst movie I've ever watched in my life. Like I will never watch that again. And then I also in college. Uh, some friends of mine, we had like a tradition where we would go at midnight every time one of these came out. We'd go watch the Paranormal Activity movies. Creepy. Oh, yeah. And I am not kidding. The first one that I saw, I was living. I, I remember very vividly. I was living in the in the dorms in college, and I, I like I, I did I did not sleep for two nights. Like I was like legitimately like yeah. I feel like something's gonna happen to me. And I I mm-hmm. so I just as a rule don't watch. Don't watch horror films. <laughs> <laughs> Probably better that way. I don't go to I don't go to haunted houses. I I don't really get into ho- like I'm just like you know what like I'm just I'm good without any of that stuff. Like I'm good without that content. Like I can I, I'd rather watch a comedy. Like I'd rather watch a chick flick. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. It's okay. I'll just go visit so, cemeteries by myself. Yeah, yeah. I will say the one thing about cemeteries is that like when I. I do like appreciate the old historic ones that are well kept. I'm always fascinated. Like recently I was driving, um, I was in Indiana uh, for a conference this past weekend and drove past like a, just a, it was kind of a country road and it was just kind of like a random field, nondescript, just a random cemetery. Like basically like in the middle of nowhere. And I'm just kind of like, I can't imagine like, this is my eternal resting place. Like right here at the side of this like country highway, nondescript, like at all. Like it just was kind of, I'm fascinated by like the random places that people have made. Right. Like why here? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny to me. That's funny. So so two questions that I always like to ask, uh, ask my guests uh, whenever they're on the first one, we'll kind of get back into a little bit more of the, of a, I don't want to say serious topic, but Sure. Yeah. It's fair. What, what have what have you guys individually and as a couple been learning about God lately? And the, I guess you can kind of use any sort of benchmark. I don't know if you want to use like since your marriage or whatever kind of benchmark that you can point to in your life that makes sense. But like I always like to ask people, you know, what have you learned about God in that in, in, the, in the last season of your life, however you would define a season? And then the second question we can get to after that, too, is the, the show is called in no hurry. And so I like to kind of ask people like, you know, what do you do to kind of slow down? we talked about a little bit, like, you know, what do you do for fun? But like, you know, whenever your life is crazy, what do you do to kind of, kind of pull back and then just kind of relax and slow down? So first question, you know, what have you guys been learning about God lately? Okay. Uh, my, the biggest, and it, it's a lately, but it's also uh, a constant is that the, the, God, timing is always so weird. impeccable. Uh, weird. Yeah. Um, it's been a very popular answer with a lot of my guests, and I, it's so true, though. But yeah. Yeah. It, so, and it, and it manifests itself to me in an interesting way. Cause, so I, I have a small business, um, and so there's never any guaranteed paychecks. And I know this is probably a weird example, but... Every time I get worried that, okay, I'm running out of clients here, something is going on, I get a phone call from somebody who I did work for five years ago um, wanting to renew a contract or or put us on retainer for something. And it, it's always just... It, it happens so often. It's... I've got, I've got like my... It happens so often that it, it, there's... It's like in my head, gotta be a god thing, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I 
there's there's stuff like that with you know work, but also just in everyday life. I have this this uh, <laughs> this playful version of God that also runs through my head where I think God plays practical jokes on me constantly. Mm. I there the and this this is this is a weird thing. And sorry if I'm getting off topic. Anytime I have like a keychain or a belt loop. This is going to tie into the other question though about slowing down. So keep okay. going. Anytime I have a keychain or a belt loop, I get snagged on things constantly. And <laughs> in ways, in ways that in a million years would never be able to happen again. And like in my head, I kind of just, I, I think this, this is so random and not like, not possible that this is like my little interaction with God playing a practical joke on me. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it, I don't even know if I'm explaining this like correctly. Like his belt loop will get hooked on like a door handle or something. And he's not like really walking that, I don't know, like, or, or just weird things. This is where... stuff that I've talked about, but I've noticed for years. Yeah. Of like, uh, this is your lanyard close to your, your question keys. anymore. No, but, but, but it's basically really... it's, it's <laughs> It's my, like, when people talk about, like, having a relationship with God, like, this is, that's my version of it, of, like, you know, we, I interact with him frequently and sometimes in odd ways, and this is one of those odd ways. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's just uh, a constant presence in everything that I do that, and it's always noticeable, Mm -hmm. um, if that makes sense. And yeah. I would say, um, like something that I have been learning more about about God, um, especially recently. Um, I bet I could guess. What is it? Patience. No, you know, surprisingly, <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm always learning that, but more than more more than that, it's. Um, I how I talk to him. Um, I don't know if you've heard of an author named Anne Lamott. Have you ever heard of her? No. Okay. She's kind of a hippie, but like she's a, <laughs> but she's like a, she's, but she's a Christian and I really like her writing and, 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 um, I read one of her books recently. Um, and she's very honest with God. I mean, she just talks to him like she's venting to her friend on the phone, you know? And I feel like, yeah. A lot of the times because, okay, so this is all going to tie back together. So because I lead worship at church, um, I always, and I'm I'm doing it for a couple of years, but I'm, there's still things where like, I'm still trying to figure out the art of like the art of, you know, preparing Mm -hmm. prayers in advance, as opposed to just being, you know, kind of led in the moment to pray what's on my heart. And so, but sometimes I, I find myself being a very, um, I'm a structured person. Like I like, I like going into something with a plan. I like, a, I like a syllabus. Like I like, every, I like everything to be laid out. Um, and so with that, I feel like sometimes I, I do that with my, with, with my prayers and like how I talk to God is I'm like, okay, well there's, there needs to be a structure here. And like, I need to make sure that I'm not praying about, um, myself too much because I should be praying about other people. And I feel like I put, I put myself in a box a lot. And lately, yeah. um, just because things with my work have been a little tumultuous. Um, when I drive to work, it's weird how much of a difference it makes when I just talk 
very openly and just transparently to God about whatever is on my mind. And I do this right. thing where I feel like I edit, I call it like editing out loud where I'll say, well, you know, I don't really know if this is something I should be talking about, or I don't really know if I should pray about this, but you know what? I'm just going to tell you. And you know, I want to pray for this person, but I'm also really irritated with this person. So it feels weird to pray for them, but I will. And I don't know. I feel like it's really, um, just impacted how I, how I see God and how I relate to him and just, I guess my relationship with him, that's just been something that has been, um, changing a lot for me lately is that, you know, I'm like, and you know, it's not like, if anything, a lot of good has come from it. Like I feel more connected and I feel like I'm like, Oh, the only person putting restraints and, and confinements on my prayer life is me. So why am I doing that? You know? And I, and I think I'm like, God already knows my heart. God already already knows all the mean things that I'm thinking about people. (laughs) So, you know, being able to just be open and honest and, and just say like, okay, this sucks. And I just, I say it just like that. And, and praying out loud, I've always been a big journaler. Like I have always kept a prayer journal, but there's something way more like powerful when I actually talk out loud, not even just like in my head, but actually like talking out loud. Um, I just really, yeah, I don't know. It's just been, it's been cool. Like, even though I feel like I've been complaining more to God lately, like (laughs) I'm like, well, you know, it's some give and take there, but some good things have come out of that too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, my wife is really big about, uh, like, she journals. I, I, I wish that I could be that disciplined. And, like, I, it's weird because I definitely consider myself a writer, but I will go so many days where I just don't even feel like writing. And that would even include yeah. journaling. And I wish that I was better about it, but, like, she has journaled just about every single night of this contentment challenge, and then she journals all of her prayers. So, like, I'm envious of her to be able to do that. But, like... Yeah, I uh, I think for me, like, to yeah, I I'm trying to work more on like my, I I definitely pray all the time every day, but it's a lot of times I feel like it's just like fleeting, like right. not like super like vulnerable prayers. It's like, Lord, I'm worried about today. I just need help. You know, it's like nothing that where I'm like coming to Jesus like really like vulnerable, and I feel like that's right. something that I need to that I've been trying to work on more where I'm just kind of like, not just kind of having a, I, I, I put it this way. Like, I feel like a lot of my prayers are a lot more casual. Yeah. Which obviously like, as long as you're talking to God is good. But like, I also noticed that like, I need to like truly go to God with more of like the things that are going on in my life rather than just kind of like, Hey, I'm kind of, uh, you know, worried about this, uh, thing at work or whatever the right. case is, or it's like, no, I need to go like, things that are going on internally too. So that's cool yeah, that you guys are absolutely. kind of living similar, similar things there too. Um, yeah. So I guess you guys can kind of add on this if you haven't already. I know you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, but I guess what are some of the ways that you guys kind of slow down? You know, like I, for me, like the idea, you talked about coming up with the name for your group, uh, your duo. I, I went to a very similar thing with this podcast where I was like, man, I really don't know what to call this thing at all. Uh, and I knew that, like, you know, branding is kind of important. I was like, I want it to be a name that's, like, kind of catchy. And then, like, it wasn't even a Christian song. I was just listening to some kind of a song where it was, like, talking about, like, not being in a hurry. And then I ended up creating a Spotify playlist and just called it In No Hurry. And it was, like, all these songs that, like, were kind of just, like, chill songs. And I was like, I kind of like that vibe. So, like, came up with that. And, the, and then around that same time, there were a lot of books that were coming out, a lot of content coming out about just, like, slowing down and not being 
in this hustle mindset all the time. So I always like to kind of ask people like, and this was really pertinent whenever I was doing some shows around Christmas time where everybody's like going crazy thinking that their life is, you know, going off the walls and all this kind of stuff. Like whenever you feel like your lives are crazy, you know, what, what is it that you guys turn to to kind of help pull back and slow down? And this can be individually or as a couple. Yeah. Do you have an answer or do I have something that you can go? Go ahead. Um, okay. So, um, well, something that we, I would say that we do together, um, is, it sounds like generic and cheesy, but like on Saturday we, um, we went up hiking behind my grandma's house. She kind of lives like up in the hills. And so I know I, I would say for probably, I could probably speak for both of us that I think, um, just phone either like away or in the pocket or off or whatever and just being able Mm -hmm. to go and like waking up earlier in the morning um and going outside just I don't know like I mean I guess in in therapy terms you know we call it like your grounding techniques like what what helps you center and be in the moment and I know like uh, again probably cheesy as it sounds but like nature is a huge way for that I think that we've been able to really like kind of slow down and connect and and, and I always try to focus on, um, like just bringing it back down to as simple as like my five senses. Like, so when we went for a walk, we got up to like at the top of a hill and there was a bench and a, this beautiful tree and we just sat down there and close your eyes. And it's like, what is the, you know, like, what does it sound like when you hear the wind coming through your ears? And like, what does it smell like? And how does it, how does it feel to feel like the sun and the wind on your skin and, I just know, like, for me, I can kind of put things on pause when I break it down and kind of bring it back to just, like, the simple things, like, my five senses, you know? So, yeah. would you add on to that? Um, I guess, yeah, on, on like, a personal and not necessarily as a couple things. Like, yeah, I, jeez, I'm going to sound like a hippie. Um, in college, I started meditating pretty <laughs> regularly. Um, I'm bad at that. And we've tried to get her to do that too. Uh, hard. Sometimes it's difficult, but I I don't I don't have like any routines around it. It's just and and I'm always alone. Um, but it's whenever I want to throw my computer screen through the wall or some some of those very frustrating and stressful moments, which uh, happen happen a lot. Um, <laughs> in in my line of work uh <coughs> just sit down and do nothing mm-hmm. for 5 to 10 minutes mm-hmm. um and i'm there are some days i might do that two or three times a day um but at least one time just my phone is on my desk face down silent and just i push my chair away from my desk and sit and just sometimes i close there's no there's no like like routine of it it's just all right we're gonna reset here Mm -hmm. um right i have this like it's this weird like this is not gonna explain well but like in my head never never mind no try (laughs) explain it in my head my this is what i'm saying i'm gonna sound like a hippie my energy does this rotation backwards and then forward and then it i like get to a place where every every you should teach yoga yes 
<laughs> everything is just going forward. So like like when when I feel like I need to reset, it feels like everything I'm doing is all scattered. And so I need to like sit down and then just bring it all in and then just direct it forward again. And I know that sounds crazy and it probably doesn't make sense, but in my head it does. Um, but that's just a thing that I like n now kind of need to do yeah. on a regular basis. And I think it, I, it just, it, it's always, it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I haven't seen otherwise. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do to, along with, you know, um, spending time with her doing stuff that isn't technologically involved. Which is hard. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, I, I, yeah, I, that's that's not to say I'm not a phone person. I I am constantly oh, yeah. on my phone. I it's, oh yeah. There's a there's this there's a meme that I saw. It was like, uh, marriage is telling the other person to stop being on their phone in the brief seconds that you're not on your phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I am. Well, the article that that you read of mine that was unrelevant. It was. I mean, it was about that. Where I. I mean, like I. Truly, um, I, I, I have turned my, like I said, I was going to, I have turned my notifications off, yep. but what I have found and I, and I, I told my wife this, the problem is that I honestly feel like I'm checking my phone more because now I'm like, Oh, well now I don't know if somebody's messaged me. I don't know. Like, yeah. and I, and it's like, and I'm just like, man, I have got to stop worrying about if people are trying to talk to me or if, if, if I'm getting a like on a photo or whatever, right. like I just like, like, it's been like, it's almost like a. Like I have read, and I think I mentioned it in that article. Basically, like there are effects that the phone has on our brain that are very similar to what narcotics have. Yeah. And trying yeah. to trying to get off of the addiction of your phone is very similar to when somebody addicted to like heroin tries to get off of the drug. And that's a scary yeah. thing to think about how addicted that we are to our phones, and uh, and how much of our identity comes from that. So like I. I hate that about myself. I hate that about us as a society. And like part of that, like I, I wrote something else. Uh, th th that's also part of the book that I'm writing, but nice. um, I wrote a chapter in my book about like waiting on the Lord. And the whole point was like, we are so conditioned to not have to wait on anything. Right. Like, like I was reading something today, actually in, in uh, the, the book uh, that I was mentioning earlier, that I was reading. Um, so Daniel M, who's another author that uh, I've had on this podcast, and he wrote about uh, all kinds of things about you know where we find our identity and all this kind of stuff. And he he wrote on there like I didn't realize this that you can actually um, you can order something on Amazon and get it like that that day. The same Is that day. Yeah, I mean like yeah. I guess in certain like say, like like that. Which obviously you can go to a store and buy it, but like the fact that you can order something and it come to you that day, like. You know, I was I was using the example of just like people using mobile orders from Starbucks as like how right. much we want something fast. That is a whole other layer where you're like, man, I want it. I'm ordering off Amazon. I'm getting it today. So it's like we're so conditioned to want something right away. And like I feel like as Christians, we take that to our prayer life. We pray oh, for yeah. something. We expect God to answer that right now, and then we're angry whenever He doesn't. And so like and like for me, like I've been having to just really, really train myself to like just chill like when yeah. it comes to my phone when it comes to expectations when it comes to like even this podcast like you know like one day i might wake up and i'm like why why are why are people why are not more why aren't 
more people listening to it, that kind right. of stuff. When it's like, no, like that's not the point. I have to like dial back and just be, you know, like I just, I do it cause I enjoy it. But like anybody that creates anything, you want a lot of people to consume it. And so it's hard to, whenever totally. you're kind of like, like I, I'm, I was, I found myself literally obsessing over like the numbers and I was like, I have got to stop that. So yeah. No, yeah. I, I think it's, it, it's, it's like, it's our, it's our generation. Like we're just, that's how we, like we truly like, I think I, this is what I wrote, but like we see a number and it's like, we attach our identity to that number. Like if you see yeah. like a hundred people like my photo, wow, I'm, I'm that, that's my value. I'm a hundred likes. Like that's, it's almost like we like walk around with this like invisible number over our head. It's like, I, that's me today. I'm a hundred likes on this photo. You know, and yeah. I, I, I'm, I've been guilty of it. My wife has been guilty of it. We've had to remind each other, like, who cares? Like, who cares how many likes you get? Who cares how many comments? And, but it's like, you see all these other people and it's like, well, that person got this amount of likes. And it's like, even, even as a 30 year old, it's like, I go back to feeling like I'm 15 on my MySpace page again or something like right? that. So it's crazy. I, I hate how much these phones and social media is like ingrained in our, in our identity. It just, it sucks. Yeah. Absolutely. Joe Bob gets hung up on, um, on our YouTube. Uh, we have six thumbs downs on Concord. No, we have like 26. Oh, now we have more. And he's like, why don't people like our song? And I'm like, I don't do that. Well, he doesn't do just, yeah, you do. He was like, <laughs> well, when we've only had six, he was like, we have six thumbs downs. Who are these people? And why are they giving us thumbs down? What's their, the song's not bad. Like what's to not like. And I'm like, I recognize yeah. that. Oh, so, um, you know, but yeah, but it's just, you do, you get wrapped up cause you're just, and then you get hung up on, you know, you could have like a thousand good comments, but you get six thumbs downs and you're like, why, why do I have the thumbs, you know? So yeah, yeah I, I hate that. Like the thing that, the, 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 the thing that I really hate is that one, a lot of times, like at least for podcasts, the ratings actually matter in terms of like pushing the show up to where people yeah. can find it. So like, this is, this will be a, a semi-organic plug. If you want to rate the show, please go to applepodcast.com, rate the show. No, uh, but like, go. I hate it because it's like, I have to, like, I have to ask people like, right. to rate the show. Right. And I hate it because I'm like, I don't want it to be about that. But like, right. you know, people, I want people to see it. And a lot of times yeah. Apple doesn't promote shows if they don't feel like they're getting enough attention or whatever the case right. is. So, but I've been thankful. Like I haven't gotten any, I've gotten like all five stars, but it's not been, Good. I haven't, I, not, not a ton of, not a ton of reviews. So if yeah. you'd like to add to that, anybody who's listening, go ahead and add a five-star review on the show. But, um, but yeah, like I, I feel you, like I'm addicted to like checking all those numbers and I hate it cause I don't want it to be like that, but it's a product of who we are, unfortunately. Yeah. And your job, you know, so. Yeah. Well, guys, this was so fun. I thank you guys for joining me. Um, glad we got to do this. Glad we got to to chat. Anything from faith to cemeteries to uh, yeah. ghosts, anything in between. We had a, quite a quite an array of topics. We did. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one more thing, just because I feel like you're gonna text me confused, and I'm gonna explain it, and then you're gonna go. Why didn't you say that on the thing? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't so. I introduce myself to you as Joe. Oh yeah. Because that's that's sorry professionally what I go by. But Crystal calls me Joe Bob, like Joe and Bob. I thought it was established already. Which is legally on my birth certificate. So One you're like Jim Bob from whatever that uh, the Duggars yeah. or whatever. 
but not a lot of brown guys named Joe Bob. From California. Probably the only one. In Southern California. Like, I would imagine there's several Joe Bobs. You probably know some. Somewhere, you know. I live in Kentucky, so I'm sure there are plenty of Joe Bobs. Yeah, which is fine. (laughs) Probably none of them are brown or Samoan. Um, uh, So, yeah, so just... Yeah, just to clear that out of the way, one one grandpa was Joe, the other one was Bob. My parents decided to make middle school very difficult for me uh, and combined them. <laughs> so, Well, my mother was going to name me Beauregard. <laughs> hey, Beau's fine. But Beau's cool. Beau's cool. I, I I don't know what it is about it, but I hate the name Bo. Like I I would not have wanted. Uh-oh. I would have gone by whatever my middle name was. <laughs> so like Cole is fine. Like I'm fine yeah, with that. Yeah, Cole's like, cool. Yeah. But she wanted she wanted to name. So I have an older sister and an older brother, and she wanted my brother's name is Josh. Pretty normal. My mom wanted to name my sister, whose name is Kelly, wanted to name her Desiree. And my brother was like, uh, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna call her Kelly, and so they ended up with Kelly. Okay. And then my 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 dad like shot down Beauregard, which I'm thankful because middle school could have been very hard for me. I feel like if my name was Beauregard, like I don't know how many General Beau General Beauregard, who I think was like a Civil War general or something. Yeah. Uh, I probably oh, yeah. would have gotten called that, you know, all the time. So I'm thankful I have a relatively normal name, but no, I just. I, I wasn't gonna ask. I figured it was like a nickname oh. or something. That no, maybe it's your just, middle name was. Middle, I thought maybe your middle name was Robert, and you know, you just that was a nickname. Nah. I, I think I think the the band page follows you on Instagram, and I was like, I'm gonna go follow him on Instagram from my page, and I didn't want you to go. Okay, wait, man, I'm very confused now. You and then me names. tell you that, and then you go, well, that was kind of interesting. Why did you not say that on the podcast? <laughs> and so that's that's the only reason I brought that up. So typically we have. What's like really a, funny about. Go ahead. I was going to say, what's really funny about my name is that, so my first name is Cole. My uh-huh. last name is Claiborne. You would not understand the amount of people that mess up my name and call me Clay. Clay Colborn. So I get either, <laughs> I either get Clay Colborn or Clay Claiborne, uh-huh. which is why, like, professionally now i'm trying to go by my full name which is cole douglas claiborne because i'm hoping break that the douglas will break up the coal and the claiborne but a lot of people a lot of people still call me clay and i'm just like yeah. and, and i don't know what it is it's like i guess it's this idea of like that i'm not memorable to people if they if they can't <laughs> even remember my name like that, that that's like it just irrationally bothers me i feel like you just so have I, one of those one of those names, you know how like some people have those names where you like you say have to say their full name, both names? names, yeah, like Cole yes. Claiborne. I would like, I would say, hey, we're gonna go to Cole Claiborne's house as opposed to like oh, Cole's, to Cole's like, house, yeah, like it's yeah. like like Michael Scott. Like mm-hmm. nobody says, oh, Michael from the Office. No, it's Michael Scott. Yeah, or yeah. you know yeah. those kinds of names. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like whenever when I was a teacher, like the students gave me all kinds of nicknames, and even that bothered me. I'm just like, I just want to be called by my name. So like, it, <laughs> like I gave my dad a hard time about it. I'm like, why did you why did you name me something like that was so confusing? He's like, hey, it could have been Beauregard, and I'm like, okay, you're right. yeah, it, it could have so been, been Joe Bob. Bob. So yeah, it could have been Joe. But I'm just like, who would name their kid Clay Claiborne? Like, why would people call me that and think that that's like that's my name, which I, I mean, I have met people that were like Will Williams and stuff like yeah. that, but I'm just like, I'm sorry, but no, like that's not my name. And so <laughs> I, I, I hope. Although I will say this, I've had 
for on Facebook ever since I was even in like college. It's been Cole Douglas Claiborne and it hasn't really helped. So I just, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, if I do get this book published and that is my byline on it, that I hope that will Fresh be. Start. People, there you go. Yeah. CDC. Yeah. 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 My dad, my dad always jokes. He's like, yeah, I thought that was really cool. You know, like I, I'm not kidding. You. He says this. He's like, yeah, you know, around the time you were born, like CDs were becoming really popular. I thought that was cool. And then obviously like the Centers for Disease Control, that was there. I'm like, that's yeah. why you named me that? Like CDs? Thanks, like, Dad. We're not even getting CDs anymore. It's all about like MP3s and Spotify. Like CDs? Really, Dad? That was the reason? So yeah. that Fantastic. I, 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 yeah. So anybody listening, and actually it's funny. I had a guy on the, on the show, uh, Brad Ellis. He has another podcast, but he's really funny. And his co-host for the podcast was the guest on, on episode three. And I was telling him that same story about how I get called clay all the time. And he was like, what really? Well then like four episodes later, I had his podcast co-host on and he called me clay. And I was like, dude, like part of his podcast is that he jokingly will like end their show with like, he'll just like impromptu sing a, sing a song. Like he'll like yeah. make up a jingle on the spot. So I, this was like right before new year's and like I had to make up a jingle for the show and he referred to me as Clay in the song. And I was like, nope, nope, starting over. Nope. Not my name. <laughs> he was like, oh, crap, I'm so sorry. So it does happen. So anybody who's listening, my name is not Clay. It is Cole. Thank you for following my uh, my directions here to call me Cole Douglas Claiborne. Hopefully nobody calls me Clay after this point. I'm going to put a big old memo out there. Name is not Clay. So, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. So now we can we can bond over our, uh, our unique names, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to, like I said, got to cover a wide array of topics and now including uh, our, our unique names. So <laughs> keep up the good work, guys. Your, your, your music is awesome. And, uh, you, you know, I guess where can people find your, your music? I guess you guys have a website and wherever else. Where, 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 can, they, where can they find everything? Uh, yeah, nowonderband.com, at nowonderband on Facebook and Instagram, and then youtube.com slash nowonder. Uh, with a K-N-O-W, not the no wonder, yeah. Correct. Basically, yeah. search K-N-O-W, and I think we should pop up pretty much everywhere. Um, awesome. Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. all of all of those, yep. those fun things. All right. um, so yeah, man, thank you. We, we really appreciate uh, being on and getting a t- chance to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I will uh, be looking for your guys' new music. I'm excited about that. That's for sure. When 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 did you say you said? It's a, I feel like we talked for so long. I don't even. Remember. When did when is the new music about to come out? You said probably a new song every month. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't hold me to it. But we're shooting, <laughs> we're shooting for it. Yeah. So yeah, dear anybody, I'll, I send you a link to that. But that's out. Uh, it was. I've listened last... to that one. I have listened. To, I've listened to Concrete. I listened to Dear Anybody. Now I want some more music. Thanks. Yeah. Well, thanks. I want a full LP out next month. Ooh. It's gonna it's you're not gonna be satisfied with that. <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but yeah, thank you guys. This was awesome. I'm looking forward to to uh you know, obviously keeping in touch with you guys. And Absolutely. if we're ever out in LA we'll need to look you guys up and we can make a target run or something. Yeah, and we'll yeah. take you to Yogurtland. Yogurtland, there we go. Alright. Well thank you guys. Alright, man. Thank you. Thank you. I just love them so much. I really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. I know it was a long one, but I hope you felt that it was worth it. Really enjoyed getting a chance to get to know them and hear their story and just hear about what they're doing beyond the music. And I just think they're doing such great work. And 
I'm so excited for their career to blossom and for them to put out some new music. Definitely make sure that you guys go check out their music. I will have all of their information linked in the show notes. Make sure that you follow them on Instagram. They're at No Wonder Band on Instagram. Make sure you reach out to them. Let them know that you enjoyed hearing them on this show. Check out their music on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get music. I'll have their website linked in the show notes as well. I'll also make sure to have a link to Joe's boy band video so you can check that out and give him a hard time about that as well. But seriously, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around for this long episode. If you guys need me at all, you can follow me. I'm Cole Claiborne on Instagram, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. You can shoot me an email in no hurry at coleclayborn.com. I would love to connect with you. But thank you guys again for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Find some time to slow down and not be in a hurry. And we'll catch you next week.